Welcome back to Made in March. Today is Tuesday, November 23rd. We are back with a fun little Thanksgiving week, uh, you could say, sort of episode for you. And it has officially been two weeks, right, since the two. start of the college basketball season. Uh, so we've got a lot to recap here. But uh, first and foremost, I feel like we have to introduce an old member of the podcast. Luke, you're back here recording with us. Yeah. Give him a round of applause. Yeah, Luke. No, back a, in town. It's been, quite, it's been quite the hiatus, but we're back. How's life in Iowa treating you pretty well? Yeah, it's treating me pretty pretty well. The boys are going so far down in Iowa City. Fran's got the boys going. So excited to see what's what's in store. Keegan Murray playing like first team all Big Ten like he was projected. Yeah. So And they got some shooters averaging 99.6 points a game. So have to make it down there for some games and enjoy life down there while I'm down there. I bet. Well, it's great to have you back regardless. Um, but we've got a fun little special segment. It's been two weeks. You know, we've sort of seen – a glimpse of what teams are like this year. So, Alex, would you like to introduce the special segment we got going on today? Yeah, so we're two weeks in, and we're going to give you our uh, early season most impressive team and then most disappointing team through the first two weeks. Oh, and then I can kick it off, and I'll start off with the most impressive team. This is kind of like a no-brainer, I guess. It's kind of a lame team to say, but it's Gonzaga. And this is also based off of what is currently happening right now. In the Gonzaga versus UCLA game, um, Gonzaga was up 20 at half, and they're just putting the pedal to the metal on UCLA right now, which is the number two team in the country. This game was incredibly hyped up, um, kind of like the, UC- or the Gonzaga-Baylor game from last year. I felt like it was getting the kind of same type of hype. Dickie V is back on this game, uh, back from How can you not love that? How can you not love that? I mean, this guy is a, the definition of a trooper. He, he fights through everything and, uh, and back on this game, but... Can we get a quick score check? What is it right now? They're up 19. Yeah, and, and then UCLA just had two free throws, and they missed both of them. So was it Miles Johnson chance. who missed the free throws? No, it was Jalen Clark. But That's a shot. When, when you get free throws against a team like Gonzaga, you got to knock them down. If you but honestly, like, it's a 19-point game. Like That's a huge lead, but it feels like it's a bigger league for It Gonzaga does feel like it's a bigger league. I mean, Chet Holmgren, everybody always talks about how he's like 200 pounds. He's a tiny guy. But before this game, he was coming into this game with 17 blocks on the season, which is insane. And I think he has four or five tonight as well. He's an absolute shot blocking menace. Um, just an athletic specimen for uh, for being whatever he is, seven foot two or whatever. And can we all agree that Drew Timmy is the best player in college basketball? I would like, agree. Yes, he's he so dominant. He had he had, had thirty seven points against Texas. That needs to be said. I mean that's that's the best performance I've seen. Like that's banana land. That is absolutely crazy. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. I I like Drew Timmy. Um, I gotta stand with the big fellas. Like because it goes along with my philosophy. You gotta play inside out. I think that's the best way to play in college basketball if you get the right pieces. Uh, was Garza last year is the best player in college basketball. Before that, I mean I think it was Garza before that, but you could argue Obi Toppin, another big man you can work inside out, and Drew Timmy this year. So. Being able to have those guys that can really make the floor seem bigger and draw attention their way along with putting up those points, I think Drew Timmy is an absolute superstar. Yes, I agree. But the key takeaway for me in this Gonzaga-UCLA game, as the Zags are currently up 20 as we're filming, um, the guards of Gonzaga are significantly outperforming the guards of UCLA. Which was never to be expected. Yeah, you would not expect that at all going into the game. But UCLA's guards are just playing iso ball the entire time, just looking for – and they're just taking bad shots. We all know Nemhard's a good player, and we knew he was going to step it up. But Rasir Bolton's really stepping it up. He's playing well in the early season. And Johnny Juzang is – he has not been as efficient as he was last year. And towards Correct. the end of the tournament as well. But, yeah, Rasir Bolton and uh, Andrew Nemard have really, really stepped it up. We knew Nemard, he was good last year. We knew he was going to kind of step into that lead guard role. But 
Rasir Bolton, or Nasir Bolton is absolutely balling this year. Great three-point addition. Obviously, Corey Kispert is a monster loss, one of the best shooters in college basketball last year, but a great pickup from Iowa State to get him. So 100%. And honestly, like we could all say Zags for this because the way you've seen him, like, how can Play. you not see him? This is, we haven't even yeah. mentioned their game against number four Texas where they beat him yeah. by what? Another 20 12 points? Point, 12, 15 points, something like that. So, yeah, it was But it was big bigger. One. But, it, yeah, it was yeah. another one was where it was bigger. It got than close on the end, I guess. But, yeah. um, but, I mean, we got to go with some other picks. Like, Alex, what are you going to say if you didn't pick Zags? I would go Purdue, hands down. Um, Purdue has nine guys on their team that have started a game for Matt Painter. The fact that Travion Williams comes off the bench is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. I don't that know. Ridiculous. I don't know how you're supposed to stop that when you go from seven four Zach Eady to Travion Williams. You're just gonna get bruised down low the entire game, and not to mention Jaden Ivey, who is maybe the most electric player in college basketball. I mean, this Purdue team, they'll run you up and down, and they play decent defense. And Sasha's been nice this year. He is, Sasha uh, has he's been, been, he's been hitting the well. threes. He, I felt like last year he really never found his stroke the entire year. This year. I kind of agree with that. He's found, it, he's found it this year. I mean, obviously he's not shooting like a 45% clip or whatever. He fires a lot of shots, but he, he's still knocking them down like a 37 38%. So, I mean, that's all you really need. They need a shooter on that team because, obviously, Edie or um, – Trey Van Williams are not making many shots. And Jaden Ivey has developed his three-point game a little bit this it's year. It's a little inconsistent like. still, but it's, still, but it's better. It's yeah. better. It's better. Last year, he was hucking in, in, at a very low rate. So, And, and then, if you recall, going back to our preseason podcast, all three of us, Luke, you weren't there, but knowing your Big Ten you know, tendencies, I'm sure you would have agreed, we all had Purdue in our top five, which was not the consensus at the time. So we knew this. We kind of thought this was going to happen. We thought that Zach Eady was going to take a big step forward, which he clearly has this year. And, Just and an who, absolute beast in the paint. And who I think will take a bigger step forward on Purdue, even though he hasn't taken as big of a step as Zach Eady, is Jaden Ivey. I mean, that guy is going to have a huge season. He's poised for a big one this year for Purdue. Um, he's definitely somebody that you looked at uh, when they weren't playing college basketball, like on international like kind of break sort of I guess when he was playing for USA he was looking really good so that's another name that's noteworthy to watch for in Purdue that hasn't even reached his potential yet so that's that makes him even more scary mm-hmm. and another super underrated piece I'm just going to mention him Caleb first uh freshman averaging nine and a half and seven and a half not many people know about him but he's kind of the do-it-all guy for Purdue he'll get your rebounds and he'll make some nice buckets yeah, I mean, Purdue's one of those teams where you got guys filling pretty much every role for them this year, which is super nice because you got experienced guys too, like Eric Hunter Jr., Isaiah Thompson, people that can give you solid minutes that have that experience as well, along with like sophomore Zach Eady and Jaden Ivey, like we said. And then you got those hustle players and, and obviously Travion Williams being a senior and having yeah. as good of a season as he did last year. Just, Luke, who is a team that has impressed you? A uh, team that has impressed me. Well, I'll start with the disappointment. I'll say Illinois is probably the most disappointing team. The way Andre Curbelo has played this year is just a total embarrassment. I mean, we, we talked about how good Curbelo was last year um, because he was, and rightfully so. And he should be starting over Trent Frazier, but, man, Trent Frazier has looked miles better than him this year. I think when Curbelo had to take that step up when Io left, uh, I think it kind of got to him a little bit. I think he's trying to play a role that he's not necessarily suited to play. Um, and I think he's just assuming too much responsibility instead of just going out and playing his game right now. So I think that's a big part of it, and obviously Kofi being hurt didn't help either. Um, so that's probably what I say. What I would say is the most disappointing team that I've seen 
that I've seen. For Thank sure. you for bucking the trend of when we were saying uh, most impressive, and you just go went where you're most disappointing. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to start on a bad note because then we end on a good note. So, and honestly, right now I'd say, and this is going to be a big if, but the way that Florida has played so far this year. I think that they're going to be one of the most impressive teams. They're not Count. ranked. They're not ranked. Yeah, they're Trump, not Trump, ranked. Twenty three. Yeah, I mean four and zero. Beating California yesterday, eighty to sixty. That one was never close. Um, doubling up Milwaukee score, and they played them. But okay. the beatdown that they put on Florida State was also something mm-hmm. impressive. Florida they got, State was ranked. At they that got time. they got Ohio State at the Swamp tomorrow, and that is going to be a great game. Those are going to be two physical teams going at it. I got to be honest, I, I haven't watched much Florida basketball this year. Like how like how do they play? Like Colin, play Colin, Colin Castleton. Yeah, like I said, like true. I said last year before the tournament game, I said they got to play through Colin Castleton. That's how they're going to win. And they're starting to do it this year a little bit more. Um, 17 points per game, 9.8 rebounds per game. So okay. basically a double-double a game for Colin Castleton right now. Um, which it's going to be a struggle when they have to go up against Liddell, Kyle Young, Zed Key, the big guys of Ohio State if Ohio yeah. State plays it'll the right basketball. Test. Yeah, it'll definitely be a good test. That's going to be, that's gonna be the, probably the best game to watch for tomorrow. I really like this Florida team as well. I think they're flying under the radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they lost Trey Mann, who is arguably their best player, but Tyree Appleby has really stepped up. Tyree Appleby has role. really stepped it up. Trey yeah. Mann. Yep, that was a good fill yep. for him. Yeah. Um, unlike Luke, I am just going to say my most impressive team right now. And this one's kind of like a under-the-radar pick. Like, obviously, like, I can't pick Zags. I can't pick Purdue. Yeah. I'm just going to pick an unranked team that I that has been very impressive to me, and that'd be Virginia Tech. Wesley, you pointed them out in Roll the preseason tech. podcast. Roll Tech. Um, I really like what Virginia Tech's been putting together the past two years, ever since they hired uh, Mike Young as their head coach, former coach of Wofford. It needs to be said. They have not really played any real teams. Tomorrow they play Memphis. Yes. That's, that's the, that's they played the like test. the Mains, the Navies, the Radfords, the St. Francis PA. Not St. Francis Brooklyn. There are two St. Francis's. The Navy um, that did beat Virginia by 15. Yes. Exactly. Very good point. I didn't even think of that. But they beat their opponents by over 20 points in every single game. Like, they are dominating these games. They got Storm Murphy, transfer from Wofford. He is so experienced. He's got to be like 28 years old. I'm not even kidding. He's Pangos 2.0 is what he is. Kevin Pangos. He's short, but he knows, how to, he knows how to get his shot, and he's a great facilitator of the offense. Mm-hmm. And they've still got Couture, who can absolutely snipe from three. And their, their star player is Kibe Aluba. He is, mm-hmm. he is a stud. Man. And just as a team, they shoot very well from three. That's what Mike Young teams do. And sure, they're unranked. They're still pretty young, but they're showing – that they've aged pretty well since last year, and honestly, I think they could be a team to look out for. I, I think this I game against Memphis is going to be a massive test. Obviously, Huge as test. you said, Vatek, they love to shoot the three. They're a pretty small mm-hmm. team, and Memphis has got some length yeah. and some They're athleticism gonna see, and some size. I don't think a loss would be like a bad thing for them. No, it's just but if they, they can, can keep up exactly, physically, yes, even, exactly. like, that's what I'm Because really Jalen Duran's averaging a double-double, I believe. They're five-star freshman. Mm-hmm. He's been absolutely insane. Another team that I'd say is super noteworthy to keep your eye on is Texas Tech this year. They're unranked. They're flying way under the radar, and they have been playing phenomenal defense. Texas they're playing Tech, Texas Tech, Tech Chris They're playing Texas yeah. Tech basketball. Nice pickup in the transfer portal with Kevin O'Banner coming over from Oral Roberts, mm-hmm. and they're going to be a tough physical team to beat. Um, so watch out for them in the Big Twelve. They're sneaky, coach? sneaky their dark coach? horses. Who is their new coach? Is it? In, is it in, I don't even know. After Beard's gone, I think I'm assuming it was an in-house hire. Texas Tech just seems like Why, a school. There. I do know that they're sneaky dark horses to win the Big Twelve, and also in the Big Twelve. Just a fun fact: Iowa State has doubled their wins from last year from two to four. So congratulations! Two twenty one. Starting off four and zero. Congratulations, Lames. Even though they did, they were two and twenty one last year. I think oh they my goodness! They lost to a D two yeah. school last year. Maybe. <laughs> 
That, that's like the solidifying their place. Speaking as, of meme teams, Wesley, let's hear your most disappointing team so far. Michigan. It's been Michigan, 100%. Ranked number four coming into the season. Incredibly high expectations. I mean, they were like, them and Purdue were going toe-to-toe to win the Big Ten. Like, that was like the projections. And three games into the season, or sorry, um, yeah, three games into the season, they already lose to Seton Hall, which is not that bad of a loss. Seton Hall was unranked at the time. Michigan is number four in the country. So... It's still a bad loss. But the worst loss of all is losing by 18 to Arizona. Obviously, Arizona's been a hot team. They've, and and they're pretty ideas. sneaky. Arizona, Arizona is sneaky, pretty sneaky good, in my opinion. I loved what I saw from them. But still, that's, it's still that's an 18-point loss. But if you're the number four team in the nation, the number four team in the nation, that can't happen. BJJ, Brandon Johns Jr., is buns. He is terrible. <laughs> he's not getting that much tick. Yeah. He's not he has not progressed tick. at all, actually. He has not progressed. Not at all. Hunter Dickinson Michigan. is the sole sole good player on the team. Eli Brooks is good, but he's Eli like Brooks a, is great. He's been shooting the ball like really yes, well. but he's the only player yeah. that can knock well, yeah, down shots. Said, for yeah. No, Shawnee Brown. Rip Shawnee Brown. They don't need him back. They're missing. I mean, I mean, if you look at the pieces they lost last year, when you look at like what even um, Mike Mike Smith, Mike Smith, what even he provided to their team with the leadership. And what he brought was really nope. big. Mike he Smith was, was overrated last year. Like you don't understand the intangibles that he, he was a floor like, general. Oh, the intangibles! You sound like a Tom Brady fan trying to argue why he's the goat. Where he's like, "Well, Tom Brady is like leadership, but Tom Brady like wills his team to win." Like well, that's you, what you're doing with Mike Smith. Mike Smith do you, do you was understand a floor what floor general? He was a good passer and he was a good defender. Yeah, and and honestly, what Xavier Simpson, what Mike Smith did for Michigan in their tenures there was actually super impressive. You, you got to look at more than just like points per game and field goal percentage sometimes because they knew their roles. They performed their roles. It was the do-your-job mentality. And then they had people like Shawnee Brown coming off the bench. They had all the pieces. But now they're really young this year. Um, but trust in Jawan Howard to, yeah, to, I, get, I, to, get him, to get him to do better because, like I said, they are young. They aren't super deep. Um, they're going to be a good team come the end of the year. NCAA championship winning caliber. I don't know about that Absolutely yet. I'd not. say maybe two years down the road for sure. Um, maybe even next year, but this year I'd say just give them a little bit of time. So that's why I would say they're not the biggest disappointment. They're young. People didn't people ne- people didn't necessarily like expect them to be. Eh. As, well, like, they were ranked like, number like, four preseason. Well, compared I compared have them in my top five compared to the well. compared to the fallout of Illinois and how Illinois has been playing. I think Illinois is just super like. Superseding Michigan in that. Well, you're also a noted Michigan fan. Just to like, be fair. throw it out there. Remind, the bias needs the just to be said. Like, you have bias. I mean, a little bit. But at the same time, Juwan Howard is one of the best coaches in college basketball. I stand, I stand by that. He'll have him. No, yeah. it's better. not. We're not saying that, like, Michigan can't, like, we're just turn saying they've been, right now, far, so they far, they've been disappointed. They've been disappointed as number four in the country coming okay. into preseason. I would agree. They have been. Alex, what about you? I agree with that, Wesley. But I'm going to go with Oregon. Um... I thought Oregon would actually be pretty good this year. They brought in Jacob Young and Davion Harmon from Oklahoma. They kept Will Richardson, who I think is an underrated player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't yep. think they're getting enough production from their bigs. They've lost. They lost to St. Mary's last night, and they got absolutely destroyed by BYU. Mm-hmm. And that really, that really kills me because I hate BYU <laughs> after them losing. In the Alex first will have some serious year. BYU hate for years to come, <laughs> just like I will have some serious Houston yep. hate for years to come. Man, that doesn't that go to show like how good Chris Duarte was though? That guy was mm-hmm. very was impressed so by Oregon. Yeah, Oregon ranked twelfth preseason. They're now unranked and sitting at three and two. And deservedly so. Like they should not be yes. ranked. Correct. So so we have Michigan, Oregon, Illinois, and then Charlie, your disappointing team. You better say Rutgers right Well, I mean, thank you for burying the lead. But yes, I was going to say Rutgers. Rutgers was my preseason sleeper team. I thought, you know what? 
They lost some people in the transfer portal, but they've still got what I would say the pillars of their team. They've still got Geo Baker. They've still got Ron Harper Jr. And they still have Paul Mulcahy. However, things have not been going Rutgers way. You know, they got a win over NJIT in the first game, but that was a close game. Then they lose to DePaul, which Big East expert over here, Alex. How's DePaul this year? Actually, not nearly as bad as I thought. Okay. A plus for Rutgers. No, <laughs> this dude, Brandon Johnson, is actually really good. Yeah, yes. the transfer, is that transfer from Minnesota? Yes. yes. Minnesota. Yeah, that guy's yes. insane. He's he destroyed Iowa It's also year. to be noted that they put up 48 against Merrimack. And, and they took it over to overtime with Lehigh. Yes, that <laughs> happened. Game one, game one of the year. Game one of the year. And then they, But then Rutgers loses to Lafayette. Like, Lafayette is in the Patriot League. Like, I don't know how you lose to Lafayette. Let me also warn Yeah, they don't even run the Patriot League. That's Bucknell. No, Lafayette is one and four, and they lost to Syracuse by thirty six. They lost to Penn by twenty eight, and they lost to Duke by thirty. We talking about no? I Listen. said they didn't run the league. I'm just, I'm just stating facts. I'm there's, just stating facts. There's simply no way around it. Like I think that I'm pretty good at like the spin cycle. Like I can spin something in yes. any way to make it as a positive for that's a good point. for my ride or die. But I can't. I can't. I can't there do it. There's no right way now. you can. The do inefficiency it. is just like mind boggling. Like even like even Geo Baker, a notably efficient player, right, guys? Um, he's just been he like one for seven like from the field versus Lafayette, like one for six from three. Like you just cannot do that. Ron Harper Jr. has not taken the step forward. I thought he was going to do this year. That that Ron Harper Jr. I saw like the first month of last year was a complete flash in the pan. And he was he was even better, I think, the year before, like ending the season before he came in hot. So yes, and season. I have a serious bone to pick with Caleb McConnell. I like Caleb McConnell because he's a like you know he's kind of like a blue collar player, like he's a really good defender. But on offense, oh my gosh, he is such a liability. Mm-hmm. He is one of the biggest offensive liabilities I have seen in a long time. And like PJ Tucker esque. Rutgers has talent. Like, Ron Harper Jr., Cliff Omarui, Headband Paul, Geo Baker. I'm starting to think that Ron Harper Jr. is not talent. Okay. Okay, like, that's just cap. That's like, just not straight true. up. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell what? you what Rutgers is missing. Jacob Young. They're missing a true ball handler. Who's athletic. A playmaker. And an athletic freak. And a scorer. He is. Because I agree. I like Geo Baker. I think he's probably the best player on Rutgers, but I don't think he was meant to bring up the ball and run the offense. He's a natural two-guard Correct. I, I, I couldn't agree more with that take. And honestly, like, this Rutgers team's really letting me down. You know, I had big hopes for them this year. And, you know, the hopes aren't dead. Like, let's make no mistake about it. We could see a big comeback resurgence, from Rutgers. A big resurgence. We could see a huge resurgence. We could see a resurgence to, like, a five seed. But uh, as of right cool. now... As of right now, I would say, you know, the hopes are down a little the bit. The 12 seeds are licking their chops, seeing but a not, loss of Lafayette. <laughs> the 12 seeds are but I'm not great. giving up on my boys. Who knows? Maybe this is just the year of the Patriot League. Maybe the Patriot League is going to be very competitive this year. We don't know. Oh, boy. This, we, are, we are finding all reasons to support. I mean, I had to go with the spin cycle a little the bit. The Scarlet. Like, <coughs> who do you guys think I am? That's true. I could. I, I knew it was coming. And I'm honorable move review to to pick Rutgers after after supporting them so much in preseason. If nothing else, game. honorable move. I'm, I'm an honorable man. Lay down the sword for a little bit. Admits his wrongdoing was wrong. So you know, respectable. That is what it is. But anyways, we've got two weeks of games to recap, so we're <laughs> gonna have to go. We're gonna keep it a little bit light. We're not gonna be going full dives into um, some of the games that are not as notable. And also games, because these first week and a half, two weeks of games are tend to be against um, bad, inferior competition. Inferior competition. That's a good way of putting it. It's it's a lot of power five teams against teams that have no shot against them. So not a lot of games mentioned. Although there are a lot of sneaky games, just like this UCLA Gonzaga game going on right now. 
Um, we'll start it off on Tuesday, November 9th. Going all the way back. All the way, all back. The way back. All the way back to beginning. Um, kind of, kind of a little bit of a shocker. It wasn't a shocker to Alex, as I know he was excited about kind of Akron playing him close. But Bet Ohio no. State just barely escapes Akron. Ranked number 17 coming in. Ohio State was 67-66. In this game, really only two people got it going. That's EJ Liddell and Zed Key. They need they needed like Justin Aarons to get more shots and to play better. That's when they've looked at their best, like as we see down the stretch now. Yes. Dude, Aaron's was physical as was, hell in that game. I think EJ Liddell in the final three or four minutes had two and one threes to Ali Ali, I think. I believe yeah, so. Who was electric? Who was electric? Ali Ali, one of the most exciting players I've he seen. He was pretty played. electric. He I mean, this game in general was exciting. Alex had, it was just uh, a great, had, had just a great start. Plus 18. Yeah. Zips. Covered easily. Zips should have won that game. It was just a great start to the college basketball season. You know, we saw what we thought was like a game-clinching shot, and then there was the Zed Ohio Key State. dumping it in, and Zed Key, buzzer little, beater, little, little buzzer, buzzer beater, beater layup. No, just the least exciting. College though. basketball was back. But yeah, it was it was a great start. I think that was either the first or second game of the night, so it was mm-hmm. just, just a great start to the season. And um, then in like the State Farm Champions Classic, which we'll get into, um, number three, Kansas takes down Michigan State, 87-74. to 74. Um, Kansas looked good. Agbaji really had a nice coming out party for the season. They're dropping 29 points. Um, yeah, overall, like, I mean, Izzo and the boys didn't look too bad, but Kansas was just a better team. They were stronger. They shot the ball better. Um, overall, just better performance from Kansas. So. Ocha Agbaji is the second best player in college basketball behind. Mm-hmm. I agree. Jimmy. He's averaging, I think, 26 points per game. He's been lights out from three. I mean, yeah, he had 29 in that one. Yeah, he had 29 in that one against a power five Decent Michigan State team. I mean, that's and Remy Martin transferred from Arizona State. Great had, a decent, had a decent first game. He started out slow yes. in the game, but second half he started hitting his stride, and I think he got comfortable. 15, yeah, 15 points in that game. I mean, that's that's going to be a, a huge piece for them if they can have a second guard. Our third guard, actually, along Christian Brown, that can also get the job done and, and score at will. So. Well, they have some other. they have two other noteworthy transfer guards. I mean, they have Yesifu from Drake, who didn't even play exactly. much or play minutes. that well. And that's him. And they have Jalen Coleman-Lands as well. So these are just talented transfer guards that they've gotten. We saw them do it with Isaiah Moss coming over from Iowa the other year. Um, just getting a nice six-man to produce off the bench. So whatever Bill Self is doing in the transfer portal, he's got to keep doing it because they got Remy Martin, Yesifu, and Coleman Lands, who could all be good contributors, especially if one guy's not stepping up. Jalen Coleman Lands, by the way, like he's been in college basketball for like seven years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, like, and that's like actually not an exaggeration. Not, not Jordan Bohannon's stats, but like, place. yeah. But I mean, they still have Connor Brown, Charlie. We still Christian, Christian, Christian Brown, whatever. You still hate him? Yeah, I just, you just kind of like hockey. I'm just not a huge Christian Brown guy. Yeah, well, moving moving on from that, good performance by Kansas. Obviously, dominating points in the paint yep. um, with Agbaji there. Um, so just kind of out physicaling him. Um, then the big game of the night, we had ten Kentucky at nine Duke. Or all, well, for the state ch- farm champions classic, um, Duke got the win, and Duke looked good doing it. Um, Haul off a Kentucky team who I wasn't high on at the beginning of the year since they were playing close in a preseason game with Miles College. <laughs> they actually, they were down six at halftime. So, but like, you just you can't really read too deep into those. Well, things. no, so but I mean, really, Miles College, like, and Kentucky's looked a lot better, obviously. But Kentucky, I player. think both teams looked very, very good. Oscar Oscar Shibway is gonna be uh, a nice the real deal. And he Shavari, just needed to get out of Derek Culver's uh, shadow for him to shine. Wheeler is really good too. The five nine mm-hmm. transfer from Georgia. Trevor Keels for Duke. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Big. Oh, boy. And Paolo played very yeah. well. Yeah, him and Boncaro both were just super impressive. 
And big upset on that night, too. Navy beats Virginia on the road, 66-58. Virginia was 25. Absolutely. My agenda is just thriving. I absolutely hate Virginia, and I love to see them lose to a to an academy team. That's pretty sad in basketball. Give me Seriously, break. like Virginia. Give me a break, Virginia. If Tony Bennett, if, uh, Tony Bennett doesn't have like five NBA players on his team, it's curtains. He's not going to do anything. Like it that's just the system. Yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, this is, they're they're so susceptible to bad losses. The way and, they, and it's not like they it's don't crazy. get like they get decent recruits every year too, and and they just they just can't put it together. It's ridiculous. But also a notable game for that night, I do have to say, is Houston does go to overtime with Hofstra. That did need to be mentioned. Hofstra's been playing people <coughs> close, by the way. They, they, they haven't won that many games, but they've been playing everybody within a thin margin yeah. that they played. So watch out for them maybe come tourney time because I think that they are probably pretty heavy favorites. What conference are they in again? They're in the Colonial. Okay. Colonial. Yes. So, I mean, they got to like, overcome um, the College of Charleston. William and like, Mary and like yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but then kind of getting on to Friday because there weren't other, too many other huge games. I mean, everybody was playing, but we're just trying to recap top 25 to get caught up with you guys. Um, but moving on to Friday, we had, um, we had Oregon dominating SMU, which SMU still has Kendrick Davis, by the way, one of the most underrated players in college basketball. You absolutely love Kendrick Davis. He's a great player. <laughs> the only problem is he is the only player at SMU. So Oregon looked good that game, but as Alex said, they just became disappointing. Uh, but then the big game that night was, this was a phenomenal game to watch, too. Four Villanova at two UCLA. UCLA wins 86-77 in overtime. Um, Man, and Nova looks so amazing. good. Yeah. Both these teams look very Both impressive. Look really like, think good. about it. Villanova lost by, what, nine points? Nine yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they they overtime, all their though. starters were in double figures. Yeah. Like, I mean, you kind of got a feel for Nova. They're a two-loss team right now. Thank God the uh, – AP voters didn't drop them too far, only dropped them two spots, so I think seven is where they're at right now, um, which I love to see because they had, they looked great. They played three top ten or at least ranked teams, three ranked teams, I believe, mm-hmm. and um, they've looked great in all three of the games. Um, Jay Wright's really got his, his boys going. They're a pretty undersized team, I'd say. Uh, no true big man. But Definitely. They shoot a lot of A lot of threes. They hug. But they, that's kind of been their system for the last three, four yeah. years. So Alex mentioned that their last big man that they had was, I don't even remember like, who it was. true big man was true Daniel Oshafu. And that was probably four years In ago. In the Archie like Yakino days. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a while ago. I mean, they've kind of adapted their offense to be kind of a running gun. Um, a lot of threes, not a lot of inside presence. But they get it done. And they've looked good this year doing it. So got to give credit to Jay Wright. Yeah, then we get into Saturday, continuing on with the weekend, number five Texas. Another top five matchup, number five Texas going on the road to number one Gonzaga. Gonzaga takes care of them pretty handily. 86-74 is the final, but it was not that close. Gonzaga was up by 20 at halftime. Drew Timmy had 37, um, so he's obviously looking good. Another thing that I love that Gonzaga does is they share the ball so well. Andrew Namhart had eight assists that game. Yes. Like, the assists category is what's going to be huge for them. I mean, 17-11 to 11 is a nice margin. In the top five matchup, if you can get six more assists than the other team, you're probably going to win the game. Drew Timmy was clearly impressive with 37, but, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just going to get that out of the way. But as far as Texas is concerned, like, I'm not – it's going to take a little bit of time for Texas, I think. You know, Chris Beard, new coach coming in. They have a lot of transfers. Mm-hmm. You know, Marcus Carr, um, Christian Bishop. Like, I think it's going to take time for them to gel as a team. They still have Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones. Exactly. Like, this team has, like, this team has a lot of talent. The guard play is really good. A lot of talent. I just think it's going to take a little bit of time. They got Christian Bishop as well. Transfers from Creighton. Christian Bishop's nice, but he's not going to be able to guard Drew Timmy. Devin Askew. Like, they got... Devin Askew needs more tick. In this game, he was 4-6 from the floor. 
nine points in 15 minutes. I know he had a disappointing first season at Kentucky, but he needs to see the floor more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have great guards already. It's but pretty deep I think, team, I'd say. Yes, yeah. I think you need to find a way to get him more involved. Yeah, no Chet Holmgren that game either. I no, believe. he played. No, he Did he play? Yeah. He just kind of took a back seat. I mean, that's fair. Drew Timmy was absolutely Yeah, I mean, why not? It wasn't really needed. And Rasir Bolt yeah. played well as well. I think he had 15 points and like that. So. Then get, getting into the back end of the weekend, Florida pulls off. A massive upset at home against Florida State, and not massive in the t- not massive in terms of like they were that much worse than them, but as in they dominated the game, seventy one to fifty five. Florida State was twenty at the time. Yeah, Colin Castleton, how about fifteen points and sixteen rebounds against against top twenty team? That is an impressive stat line in itself. Um, they had four starters and double figures. Florida did, and Florida State didn't shoot the ball that well. Um, yeah, they always struggle to do that. That's always that's always. <laughs> yep. That's always their uh, the thing that kills them is, is the three ball. Only one, never, floor, never one, the three ball. One starter and double figures for Florida State, and Anthony Polite had two points on one of seven. Yeah, Anthony Polite can't is, happen. Can't happen. <laughs> the key to Florida State is Anthony Polite and Caleb Mills, and yeah. um, I guess maybe Malik Osborne. He's their only kind of forward big guy that uh, that gets some serious tick. But they're gonna need uh, they're gonna need their guards to step up. And then Caleb get, Mills transfer from Houston. Yeah, and getting to the week of Monday, November 15th, we have new rankings out. Illinois is ranked number 10 to start the week. Marquette knocks them off at home. Uh, Alex, big Marquette guy, what did you see of this game? Do you love what you're seeing out of Daryl Morsell so far this year? I love what I'm seeing out of Daryl Morsell, but I love even more just the energy that our team's playing with. Shaka's got him rolling. Shaka's got him rolling. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've had a defense-first team in God knows when. It's been a long, long Ages. time. I <laughs> mean, Marquette forced 26 turnovers in this game. This, that was insane. Or Andre Curbelo was throwing the ball everywhere. I think in the last two minutes, he probably had three turnovers. So sloppy. With throwing the ball. the ball everywhere but in the basket. He also went four for 18 from the field that game. Good Obviously, heavens. no Kofi for Illinois. I think that was be sad. the best player. But still. But still. Like, that's a great win for Marquette. Huge it was player. an incredibly young team. And Daryl Marcel, you, I mean, you can't say enough about this guy. He won Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year last year. I think he was averaging eight or nine points a game for Maryland. Mm-hmm. Bang. Out of nowhere. Re- fr- freed from the shackle. Yeah, what Mark you, Turgeon. What do you know? What do you know? Like, a player gets free from Mark Turgeon and just actually, like, plays up to their full potential. Like, shocking. We shocking. talked. We it's talked. almost like someone's been calling this. Charlie's years. agenda is Morse- thriving right thriving. now. Morsell had good flashes. He looked pretty good last year, especially toward the end, the end of the season. But that, like, where was that all year? I mean, that can be chalked up to a coaching issue for sure. Speaking of Maryland, like, they're just not that good this year. No. Eric Ayala. Is, Fats Russell uh, not getting it. Fats Russell was terrible. Fats Pro- Russell hasn't gotten it done in years. It, freshman year, Fats Russell was pretty good. And he's just, every year, his like, efficiency has declined. He's it's a volume scorer. He needs a lot of shots to get his points. <laughs> he does. Uh, the crazy week college basketball continues on Tuesday as, man, Houston just blows out Virginia 67-47. Things you love to see. Houston, number 15, Virginia unranked after the loss. Marcus Sasser is going to be a really good player to watch for this year. He could be a Naismith player candidate like of the year if, if he, could he be. He's got to continue to play really well. I mean, he once he gets hot, he he's a streaky shooter. Um, he's an NBA player, so... He when he can he can get you twenty five. He can create his own shot. He's really good off the dribble, so he's a fun fun player to watch. Yeah, Houston's got some new faces on this team as well. This was a statement win. I think Houston looked really good. And okay, I think statement win is versus Virginia. Well, I mean they won by twenty. I mean, I mean that I guess, but like player to watch on Houston, Kyler Edwards, transfer from Texas Tech. He's been a stud recently. I think he's averaging about fifteen a game, something like that for Houston. So he's definitely their second best player behind Marcus Sasser. Um, 
it's a guard-led team. It always has been. It's been for whatever, how many years Kelvin Sampson's been there. It's always a guard-led team. So they'll be a team to watch out for um, coming down the stretch, I'd say. Uh, then we have Seton Hall upsetting Michigan on the road. Uh, Michigan was in control most of this game and then just kind of lost it at the end. Number four Michigan at the time, 67-65. Seton Hall, the final score. Uh, thoughts on that one? Seton Hall's a really good team. Jared Roden uh, picked preseason all Big East, first team. One of the best players in the Big East. He can score at all three levels. And then Bryce Aiken off the bench is a really nice piece. I mean, look at their bench production in general in that game. 13 points, 3 points, 8 points, 13 points. It's very impressive for Seton Hall. It's a deep team. And this, I mean, this is like kind of what we were talking about when we alluded to Michigan's early season struggles this year. You know, yep. obviously Seton Hall's looking pretty impressive. But still, if you're number four Michigan, you got to win that game. Michigan didn't have the depth to go all 40 minutes with Seton Hall. It looked like Seton Hall has depth, like Alex said. Michigan didn't, and it showed. I mean, Hunter Dixon looked phenomenal. Eight for 11 from the field, 18 points. The issue is they don't have the shooting outside of Eli Brooks. I mean, they went three for 15 from three-point land. We think, we think back to last year, even, like, Mike Smith would knock down some threes. They had Shondi Brown. They had Brandon John Jr. playing a little bit better, and they would create. But Michigan, other than Eli Brooks, had not been shooting the ball well. No. And if you want to play inside out, if you don't have shooters, then that's going to cause some problems. Especially in the Big Ten when it, there's big bodies everywhere. And so. it doesn't have to be, like, these next-level, amazing, elite-tier shooters. Just guys just that can, can knock be down open shots. Guys that can be respected on the perimeter. Because um, then you're really going to open up Hunter Dixon to do even more than he's already doing for this yeah. team. Caleb so. Houston, top five recruit coming into this year. He really needs to get going. If he doesn't start turning it on and finding it before Big Ten play, he's going to have a long season. Yeah, one and nine from the field in that game. Yeah, that's yep. not good. Uh, Musa Diabite, I also think, needs more minutes for Michigan. But I'm sure he'll get him. He's another big recruit that they just got this year. Um, then BYU also upsetting 12 Oregon on the road, 81-49. Dude, BYU. Guys, they got Alex some guys. Marcello is such a good shooter. We were watching. Oh that my game. gosh, he was he was absolutely nine for eleven. Nylon. 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 Season stats this year. Yeah, let's hear. He's him. averaging twenty and a half, only a board and a half, three assists, but he is shooting seventy point three percent from the floor as a point guard. Like that's just banana land. Like, and he's it's, not like, he's not putting see, up like three shots a game. He's putting up ten plus exactly. a game. You and, only see that field goal percentage from a big man. Exactly. Normal but guards are around guard 50 tick. Who has the ball in his hands constantly is and, ridiculous. And is the key player to that team. I mean, that that is impressive. Alex, clearly you are not a BYU fan after the whole debacle last year where you picked them to go Final Four and they lost their first game. Are you going to potentially buy in this year, or is the hatred still... Do we love the Mormons or do we hate the Mormons? What's the verdict here? I mean, I probably won't pick them just because of what they did to me last year, but if they keep rolling, you never know. You've it heard might it. change my You've mind. heard it, folks. Alex is pretty strictly anti-Mormon, <laughs> as you've heard it right from the source. Uh, getting into Wednesday... Not really any big games, you would think, but George Mason upsets 20 Maryland on the road. George Mason's not a good team, really. This is what I'm saying. Like, Maryland, like, Turgeon, you have to go. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sure you got a nice guy. I'm sure you're a nice guy. I'm sure you got, you know, wife, kids, everything. But you can go get a job at Dick Sporting Goods. I don't really care. It's like your time coaching Maryland basketball is up. Yeah, I mean, Kudus Wahab, he should have played more than 16 minutes. He had no personal fouls. Like, Kudus Wahab's a great transfer. 
Lucas Wahab might be the best player they have. Start playing more physical. No. I mean, Dante, they have Dante Scott. Dante Scott's good. a beast. Kudus Wahab's really good. Point is, you have Kudus Wahab and Dante Scott. Those are two big physical guys. And yep. why are we not playing the offense through Kudus Wahab right now? And fans, Russell, Russell is just a disgrace. Like, I'm sorry. Two points, one for seven from the field. Like, get him out of there. I can't believe you're a disgrace for and I, lo- and I love Fats Russell. Like, if you remember, like, at the start of, like, when we created this podcast three years ago, I was a huge Fats Russell fan in Rhode Island. I was like, watch out for this guy. Yep. But once again, his efficiency has declined every year and just I don't think he can play in the I would not game. say I'm sorry. He doesn't even deserve the respect of an apology. Like to say I'm sorry he's been terrible. Like Fats. he doesn't deserve it. Like it's just Fats. a simple fact at that point for how many straight years. But then going into Thursday's game, hang on, Xavier. Luger, hang on, hang on, hang on. I gotta interrupt for a second. Let me talk about UConn. Okay. Obviously they're playing Long Island University. They stink. They win by fifty three, but UConn is scary good. Scary good. If you're talking about a team with experience and depth, UConn. I think UConn might be the deepest. Isaiah Whaley. Deepest team in the Big East for sure. Guaranteed. UConn is going to make a deep, deep run in March. They lost James Booknight. I don't care. They're they got better as a team. Everyone else. A cook a cook? He's out there this year. He's still there. <laughs> off the bench, and somehow this man also, Tyler has Pally. developed a jump shot. Tyler has Pally. He actually Pally. can step out and knock down threes. Adama Sonogo. Player to watch. This man is a double-double machine. He's a yep. beast down low. Tyler Polly off the bench is a great, great mm-hmm. backup And Tyrese now. Martin, might, he's one of the most underrated players of college basketball. Swiss Army Knife, he can do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then getting into Thursday, we have pretty much one big one. Xavier at home beating 19 Ohio State in the Gabba tip off Kansas with Big Ten. Big East Challenge with the Big East dominating the Big this East year. Credit, to, credit where credit's due. Utter domination. Do we know what the final like, score I guess of the it had to be like nine three or something like that. I yeah, mean, I think I don't want Big Ten one. I mean, Rutgers couldn't even beat DePaul. Like that's all you got. That's that's all. That's Whoa, all that uh, according to you, DePaul is sneaky good. Providence no, lost to Wisconsin. Better than I. Wisconsin lost to Providence. It was just an absolute. But what happens? Nightmare. Like why? Why is Ohio State putting the ball in the hands of Malachi Branham, like a freshman guard, more so than getting it down low to like. Zed Key and Kyle you Young. Like, love Zed Key. Well, I mean, look, at, look, at, look at the correlation. Zed Key. Look at the correlation. It's, it's like when they get the ball to Zed Key down low, they have more success. Like it's a fact. When they get it to him, when they is this get like it, the whole like Marquette wins games when they don't commit turnovers? Sort no, of no, this is actually a fact. Like I've I've looked over it. They get the ball. If they get the ball down to Zed Key, Kyle Young, EJ Liddell. If those are like their top three shot takers, which they weren't this game then they have more success because they're a team that's built on playing inside out. They have arms outside. So if you really focus your attention on playing inside, which you have Joey Bronk, Kyle Young, like Zed Key, EJ Liddell, these big guys that are good in the post, get them, get them the ball, feed them. And if they get doubled, you have some shooters outside. You have Michi Johnson who's, who's poised to step horrible. up this year. Um, he's horrible. horrible. Yeah, they just like playing like – that Garbage. game, that game yeah, winner yet though. A game winner he's, he's, a, he's respectable behind the arc. That's all you have to be. You have. He's arms. like a guy that pulls up to the Y and only hits game winners and thinks he's like the greatest player of all time. <laughs> That's literally Michi Johnson. Decent comparison. Oh, Paul, Paul Scruggs, by the way, is, fourteen. I think this is a very bad loss for Ohio State. I think Xavier's the most overrated team in the Big East. They did bring in or they did bring back Paul Scruggs. Paul he brought in Jack Nungy. Jack Nungy's a stud. You guys hated on Jack Nungy. He had 14 and 14. <laughs> he Jack carried Nungy. them to victory. I hate Jack Last Nungy. year, Jack Nungy locked down Kofi Coburn like when he went in when Iowa played him. And, man, when he looked good like that, I was like, this guy could be a key player. That's fine. I don't think Xavier's good. I think this is a terrible loss for Ohio State. I think they need a guard to step up. And so far this season, they have not gotten it. 
No, and getting into Friday, not too many, <laughs> not too many big games. But again, twenty Maryland barely escapes Hofstra. Sixty nine, sixty seven. Is this more? Ha, Hop, Hofstra's, keep, Hofstra's <laughs> been keeping it close with everybody, but Hofstra. Maryland is also Maryland. Let's get a quick so. Fats Russell check. Oh wow, he scored thirteen points. <laughs> was, was, a lot of it was at the free throw line. <laughs> a lot of it. Well, let me get into Saturday. Five Villanova going on the road to seventeen Tennessee. Jay Wright's boys bounce back pretty nicely. Big game for Nova. Uh, 70, 71-53. Very good. Mm-hmm. All three Justin are... Moore did not play well this game, but Justin Moore is probably the second best player Nova's got. Virginia did not trail once. or I mean, no, Villanova did not trail once in that game. They gave Kennedy Chandler a lot of problems. One of nine from the floor and three turns. He was nothing. Because if Tennessee is going to be good... They need Kennedy Chandler to run the offense and get the ball to shooters, and that just did not happen this game. All five of Nova starts can always go for double figures, and that is incredibly dangerous mm-hmm. to have all five guys that can that are like scoring threats. It's incredibly dangerous and hard to defend. So UConn, another big win over the Binghamton Bears, by the way, uh, 87-63. But then we have six Purdue uh, at 18 North Carolina. Purdue looked really good in this one. Stefanovich was sniping from three. Just. Everything was going right for Dawson Purdue. Garcia. I absolutely. thought UNC looked pretty good this game as well. I did too, actually. Uh, Dawson Garcia, 10 of 13 from the floor, 26 points, eight boards, shouldn't have left. Shouldn't the, two, the, two guard, the two guards for UNC, by the way, 18 apiece. Caleb Love is stepping it up this year. He definitely is. But just Travion Williams off the bench is just deadly. I mean, he's yeah. got to get some starts at some Look point at this. this year. Like, he I, had I mean, 13 minutes and 20 points. Yeah, that's that is the, That is an efficiency I don't know what is. I mean, that is just immaculate. Jaden Ivey posted a double-double, 22 yeah. points, 10 boards, and 6 assists. He's a real it's deal. Team, really. I think he's Fuck a pretty up. real deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got they got guys that can step up. They can hurt you in so many different ways, like we were saying with all these different guys. They, they got, got they got thousands yeah. of different ways to sting you. And then on not even a day's rest, Purdue comes back the next day and beats Villanova, eighty seventy four. Like this is just a great weekend for the Boilers. This was another game. I thought both teams looked very good. Exactly, Nova again with four out of their five stars in, in double figures. It's just. It's a common theme. But this point. time, it was Zach Eady who stepped this, so this is why Purdue is so good, because Travion goes 8 for 10 the game before, 20 points, and then Zach Eady this game, 9 of 12, 21 points. You cannot guard both of them down low. Like, it's just you kind of have to just pick one. It's like they bring in one guy, and then here's a guy. Oh, well, here's another guy. And, the same time. And how about this stat yeah. line from Jaden Ivey? He wasn't the score that game. He understood that. Still 10 points, 7 assists, and 7 rebounds. Mm-hmm. That guy is he doing it all. Complete player. Yeah, all five of Purdue's stars and double figures. Let me mention Travion also with nine points, so a very well-rounded Purdue team. Yeah, like they can hurt you from many levels. They did it. They showed it really well that day. Uh, a few other important games that day: seventeen Tennessee knocking off North Carolina, eighty-nine seventy-two. I feel like UNC was probably pretty sore after just getting bruised by Purdue and Travion the day. Yeah, before. UNC looked really <laughs> but, good against Purdue, and then they look like complete bonds. But I mean, after Tennessee. if you were a basketball team and you had just played Purdue. And you had to come out and play another top twenty team the next day. That would not be a very easy, a easy thing to do. That would Kennedy be. Chandler stepped it up in this one. Fourteen points, eight assists. That's what Tennessee needs if they want to succeed. Yeah, man, Leaky Black two points when he started, just not not good. But Brady Manick off the bench, by the way, somebody to be noted on this UNC squad. He had twenty four points that that game. Brady Manick could be a nice piece this year for. Um, for Brady Manick is just like really good at basketball for just no apparent reason. Yeah, like, but nobody talks about him. But I know. 
Yeah, a very good pickup for UNC. Dawson Garcia is the biggest pickup for UNC, yeah. though. Yeah, I, I actually kind of like this UNC team down the stretch this year. I think they have some people that are a little bit better than the, that they've had in years past. Um, I, they just look like a better rounded team. Like Armando Bacot doesn't have like everything, like on his shoulders mm-hmm. this year, and he's mm-hmm. playing and he's playing better. He's not looking like he's looking like he's playing his game this year, which is nice. Uh, to kind of see that full potential play out. Uh, but then. Marquette, after looking really, really good, starting off five and zero, gets beat by the Bonnies um, at home. Which Bonnies are tw- no, twenty two. It was a neutral site. Yeah, it was a neutral site. site. Oh, Charleston Classic. Forget it. it's all these tournaments going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but seventy fifty four, the Bonnies legit. I think so. Yes, Charlie makes a good point that they're never going to blow any teams out. This is a great yes. blow win against Marquette. It's Jared. rare that the Bonnies will win a game by this many points, especially against a team the caliber of Marquette. Exactly. Because, like, they were beating, like, you know, just mid-major teams by, like, eight points. And people were starting to question, like, are the Bonnies real? But they're so experienced. Their starting lineup yeah. is all juniors or seniors, mostly seniors, to be honest. Yep. And they play very, very good defense. Like, that's the Bonnies that's brand. brand. They, they play, play very, very good defense. They play very fast, too. Like, However, and, and they went, they went 11% from three-point land, and they still won by 16. But that's what I'm worried about. If they play a team that can just make a lot of shots, the Bonnies are going to get beat. Like, because, let's be real, Marquette's... They're not that good. They got off to a good start. They had top ten. Win, I know. Thirty percent field goal percentage in that game is just abysmal. I mean, that's what the Bonnies do to you. There are more sell <clears throat> of eight with three points. That's, I mean, that's not going to get you any wins for Marquette. Like, that'll happen. Marquette will is happen. an incredibly young team. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to be growing worried. pains. Yes, there are going to be growing pains. But uh, I don't know. Like, I just don't like buy like going all in on teams that play the way the Bonnies do. Because they're once again they're susceptible to upsets from teams that shoot the ball. I well. heard some. Guy so are you anti? Are you anti hound then? Because this is a team of hounds, as far as I see. I'm anti hounds when they shoot eleven percent from three. Yes, they're still hounds and put themselves in a position to win. Sure. ESPN was literally all over the Bonnies. Um, I think like two guys said that the Bonnies were fi- a Final Four team, and I just that's just not true. Like it's that. like yeah, no. like I think the Bonnies are a quality basketball team. Like let's not get it twisted. Sweet Sixteen, sure. Final Four, yeah. Maybe not. I would definitely not buy in on that. Yeah, you no think the, you think the Bonnies are really going to compete with Purdue? I'm sure. I don't really think so. <laughs> no, sure. um, but then Arizona knocking off Michigan. Um, in 86, a big way. 80, 62. It wasn't really close. Yeah. This Arizona team's pretty good. <laughs> they are. hot mm-hmm. recently. Christian Coloco is an absolute beast down low. 7-1, 230. Yeah, he's a big, big dude. And he yeah. actually dominated Michigan, Michigan had no answer for him. 22.7 rebounds. Hunter Dickinson just didn't get going that game. He just and, got out And again, they shot 7% from three. 7%. We just talked about how the Bonnie shot 11%. You mm-hmm. were worried about that. How about 7% from a top four team in the nation? <laughs> and I think they, what their previous game, what, what did they shoot? 15 or 18, something? Other yeah, the, it's, it's clear at this point that Michigan, that Michigan needs more shooters. And I don't think they're going to get any. Yeah, Eli Brooks can't be taking just one three a game, by the way. He has to take more than one three a game for Michigan to succeed. Uh, but that takes us into the new week, new rankings. Um, 21 seat in the hall going on the road. or Well, no, Fort Myers getting tournament. But Ohio State beats on 79-76. I thought Ohio State looked a lot better in this game. Um, the way that they played, they played a lot more physical. They got the ball. They run it through Zed Key, Luke? Well, they ran it through Liddell. Key, Key had his moments, but they had Liddell. They had um, Justin Arns. They had Justin Arns. Kyle Young looked like a really good player that – that game, 12 points, Yo, eight re- 12 points, 8 rebounds. Dude's a beast. He's, he's Dude's a beast. Underrated player. Yeah, underrated. EJ Liddell had 28. And then the thing that I liked best is when they got it inside, 
Seton started collapsing after they had a few post moves, whether it was from Liddell, Key, Young, Bronk, anybody like that. Mm-hmm. Once they got inside, it started to collapse. They started to find Justin Arns. His movement off the ball was so good. Um, he was able to get his shots, um, dropping 17 that game, 5 for 8 from downtown. So that's key piece to Ohio State. And then, obviously, Michi Johnson Jr. hitting the game winner was also pretty pretty entertaining part of that game. So yeah. any any other thoughts on that game? Nothing else, no. Something about what I've seen from Ohio State, they just don't really pass the eye test for me. They haven't I passed it yet. I kind of agree with you, Alex, to be honest. But I think that, like, I definitely think they could hit their stride eventually. Like, if they just find, like, something that really works for them, I think Ohio State could hit their stride. But as of right now, I need to see a little bit more from Ohio State. Well, it seems like every every game, like, they don't – well, and you should game plan differently for different games, but they, like, don't have an identity on offense right now, and that's going to be a problem. You have to find – And their identity right? should be inside out. You have EJ Liddell who their can, identity like, both inside is now. EJ Liddell. That's the right identity. Yeah, but they now. need to find more. They yes, have they more. They have, the, they have the talent to do, do it. They could be a huge, a really good team, but they're just not figuring out an identity right now, and I think that's a coaching problem, to be honest. Uh, but 14 Illinois going on the – or playing in the Hotels.com tournament. Uh, what against, a lame name for a tournament. Against Cincinnati. Like, Cincinnati's looked really good this year. I know they lost tonight in that tournament final. Not even talking football. They were 5-0. No, no, not even football. But the, way, the way Jeremiah Davenport has played, too, unbelievable this year. Trent in 19 Frazier. that game. Trent Frazier, all of nine from the field with zero points in this game. That is just That's abysmal. Not really going to get it done. Like, this is Illinois, again, like, at full health. Like, they have Kofi back. You lose by 20 to Cincy. Like. Corbello, 4-12 from the field. Grandison didn't hit anything. Demonte Williams didn't do anything off the bench. Like, this was just one of the most stagnant. And Illinois came out and started playing really well to start. They were up, like, 20 to 9 or something. Yep. But then they became so stagnant on offense, it was tough to watch. What happened to Demonte Williams that was shooting, like, 60% from three last year? What happened to that, that Demonte Williams? Grandison's another guy that shoots the ball well from three like that, and he also disappeared. So, yeah, Illinois just did nothing on offense. Curbelo sold yet again, like, there needs to be talk about Curbella not starting for Illinois. I'm going to give him a little bit of time. Well, well, I, th- I think last year with his role coming off the bench and being a dog like he was and how well he was playing, maybe get him back into that role, get him some confidence, get him going a little first bit. First game back with Kofi, I think the first three games he was trying to do a little bit too much. I agree. It'll, it'll take him a little, a little bit, bit of time. time. Curbella will be fine. Well, and that was pretty much the big game. The big, the two big games going on from last night. Um, then we get into Tuesday. I mean, which is today? Which is today? today. Uh, Wisconsin, nice little upset against Houston. Dominated that game. Huge. Johnny Davis with career high thirty points. Just like inject this one into my veins, honestly. Like I hate Houston ever since their fraudulent win over Rutgers last year in the round of thirty-two. I just. I pray on their downfall at all times. So this was just a great win to see our Badgers. Yeah, and oh, Tyler get a, get a W. Tyler exactly. Walls, Tyler Walls' stat line didn't look that good. Like four for ten with nine points, hit seven rebounds, but he came up clutch he when he needed to. Big buckets down the stretch. Big no, no first half points. I'll, I'll going, know that so. going inside. Like Houston mounted a nice comeback. Wisconsin played to their strengths, going down low. I nice really like Tyler Wisconsin Walls. basketball. He's a very skilled like. And he's, he's not even like six six. Well. He may, oh, he's not six six. He's maybe he's six, a little eight. And six, honestly, six eight or six nine. And maybe, honestly, I like, don't. I don't think they're using Chris Vote well enough either. And if they can figure out how to use Chris Vote off the bench, the Cincinnati transfer. Mm-hmm. Where Cincinnati, he averaged like double doubles over there and he he double figures like in offense. Game there. Like if they start to use him down low too, 
when they have Crowell, we can like pick and pop and pick and roll in the starting. They lineup. need Stephen Crowell to hit more threes. Then they're gonna they're gonna be a good team He's to watch. Out for. But Johnny Davis is just so electric, and it needs to be mentioned that in the Badgers' only loss versus Providence, he did not play. Am Correct. I right in saying that he did mm-hmm. not play, Correct. and they were still in the game mightily. Exactly with, with Brad Davison shooting twenty plus shots. I feel like I was asking that have game. a huge year. I, yeah, Johnny Davis is going to be phenomenal. He was he had eighteen points in the first half, four or five from three. Uh, finished the game with 30 points, obviously. Nobody else in the Badgers are in double figures, and they beat a, a good Houston team where Kyler Edwards was 6 of 8 from 3 this game. I'll have you know that. So like, and Marcus, Marcus Asser, Asser was a bit off. Bit off, but he's still 3-7 from 3, had 11 points. I mean, it's a bad game, but they had some they had some good uh, bench production from Jamal Shedd. So, and know. this is a great win for Wisconsin. This Huge was win. Houston's first game fully healthy. This was Tremont Marks. First yep. game of the season. Correct. Yeah. He'll start to get better once he gets more involved. This is the same team time. that absolutely destroyed Virginia by 20, who was a preseason top 25 team. Mickey Mouse, I might have it. But this still. is just a huge dub for Wisconsin. Huge dub Johnny for Davis was the best player on the court. Not Correct. even close. Not even close. Uh, another phenomenal game, by the way. Cincinnati and 13 Arkansas. There were a ridiculous amount of ties and lead changes in this game. The largest lead for each team is 4-6. and six. Um Davenport had zero points this game, which is weird since he's been averaging like I think around sixteen or seventeen coming into the game. But the guy for and Cincinnati lost to thirteen Arkansas seventy three sixty seven in a phenomenal game. The guy for Cincinnati who showed out this game, interesting enough, was David DeJulius. Like it's about time he did something. <laughs> he scored four, 24 points on fifty percent shooting. So and not really expected. And our boy Chris likes with a fifteen piece. Now, granted, it was on three of twelve shooting, but still. Chris Likes, still playing college off the basketball. Bench, off the bench he for Arkansas. still playing college basketball. I thought we were in the process of building a shrine at see, uh, Miami. Good nope. to see Connor Vanover still getting his tick, still getting his cheddar, <laughs> eight points, six boards. You know, love to see it. Uh, Tony really is what led Arkansas to victory. 19 points, nine rebounds, and six for nine shooting when J.D. Note had kind of an off day uh, at four for 17, um, although still in double figures. But, yeah, big win for Arkansas because Cincinnati is a hell of a team, I think, from what I've seen from them. Um, so good win for Arkansas. That was I feel one like that, every year Luke thinks Cincinnati's a hell of a team. <laughs> well, they've actually I'm not doubting you. I've kind of liked what I've seen from them. It's the ponies. It's it's not the ponies. Kendrick Davis is the only player on that team. The ponies stink. So you're off the ponies this year. I am off the ponies, but I'm on Kendrick Make Davis. Make that abundantly clear. Okay. Um, but then Zags UCLA, yeah. we talked about it, so yeah. we don't need to talk about it more. 83-63, never really close. Um, yeah, Finished stinky up. performance from the Bruins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Getting into games to look forward to. We got a lot of good games tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night. We got a nice little Thanksgiving slate coming up for college yeah. basketball. Um, 22 UConn and 19 Auburn. That'll be a good one. Your Huskies. Huskies. UConn's minus UConn. three and a half. UConn by 15. Taking the spread on that one. I would tend to agree. I'd probably lean UConn. Auburn's too inexperienced, I think. I would have to go with UConn. How about everything a- Alex has been saying about him? How about this? How about this undefeated matchup? Twenty-five Xavier taking on undefeated Iowa State. Ooh. Doubled their win total. Double Iowa their State. win total they're, <laughs> from last year. They're four and zero. I mean, I don't know if they can get it done. It sounds like an inspiring game. Sounds like yeah, I kind of agree. These are yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not too excited to watch this game. Not too excited. While well, the game, it's also happening is six Baylor and unranked Arizona State. I know they don't have Remy Martin. Um, but that could be an exciting one as well. Just a lot more Power 5 matchups, especially as we get into these tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, but then 9 Memphis and unranked Virginia Tech, both another undefeated That's matchup. That's a great game. 
I know Charlie and Wesley like your eyes the, like, like their Hokies potentially in that one. What do you guys think? Let's see what Mike White draws up as a for a game. Well, I don't know if Virginia Tech's going to win that game, but I just, I'm I interested to see, to see like what kind of fight they put up. Yes, yeah, I agree. See if they can match not match physicality, but at least at least like try. A loss is not a bad thing for Virginia department. Tech here. Yeah, it's an experience game. Yeah, and I'd also say keep an eye out. Um, I think tomorrow is also twelve. Houston and Oregon are playing in the Maui Gym Maui, um, so that'll also be a good one to good one to keep an eye out on because um, Oregon needs a win bad against a quality opponent but I, I think do. Houston's <laughs> just gonna like run them out of the gym after losing to Wisconsin today I don't know what you guys think about that one but I you guys me, think, think about Houston. the same thing yeah, yeah. and then how about for the final of the Maui gym Maui Wisconsin taking on undefeated St. Mary's Saint what Mary's a weird finish to the Maui Invitational. The Maui's <laughs> always got some weird shit going on. Who's it? that like, guy on St. Mary's that's been there for literally Golden? Years. Jordan Ford. Not Jordan Ford. He's not, no, no, Bryce no, 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 no. It was the former walk-on. I don't know. I have to look this it. one up. Yeah, that might need, you might need to look We that will continue, one up. though. Yep, nevertheless, we do move on. Um, undefeated Loyola also taken on Michigan State. Um, so Loyola... Chance, chance to get a nice low win over Izzo and the gang. Um, but then we do have some, like, to-be-determined matchups uh, coming on Thursday. Um, but we have undefeated Iona taking on 10 Alabama. Iona, I like to highlight because Rick Pitino is there. No, he's not. Isn't he? Gone. He's at he's New gone. Mexico. He's on the Lobos. He's gone now. He's get moving up. Program. Moving up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got, let's see, not too many good matchups, but Georgetown, San Diego State which is probably the best game of the day, which is kind of sad to say. But then it's really going to be that to-be-determined game in the battle for Atlantis that day. Yeah. So, And then just a whole bunch of to-be-determined games on Friday um, that we're not going to We do have a big know. one on Friday, though. We do. Big number Friday five, Duke versus number five, one. Duke versus number one. Duke versus I think Duke's going to put up a better fight. Uh, then uh, UCLA did. 100% UCLA. agree. Totally yeah. agree. They're better they're fit to guard. They're going to play a little guard. bit more team ball. Yeah, and they're better fit to guard Gonzaga. They have, they have more... Big men, I guess, that you are... can match the physicality. Theo John. Cody Riley's a John huge boy. loss. He's not going to get bullied out Bruh. there like Miles Johnson. Well, Miles Johnson didn't really get bullied. He just got out-athleticismed, <laughs> if that's a word, if, if you will. But I think Duke is a much better matchup yeah. than UCLA. And yep. we got a lot of games going in the weekend as well. Um, but, I don't know. It's a lot of tournament stuff that still uh, to needs determined. to be determined. I yep. yeah. can't really recap or preview much there. Nope. But, yeah, it'll... I know that it was a long break before this one. It was two weeks yep. uh, from the onset of the college basketball season before we recorded today. It's not going to be like that every time. Obviously, nope. we're going to nope. get more consistent. But we just kind of want to see how things played out. You know, you mm-hmm. don't want to jump to conclusions after mm-hmm. one or two games on teams. Yep. You need to see how things played out. But um, is there, are there any other shout-outs that anybody wants to mention? I want to shout-out Stephen F. Austin, my Lumberjacks. They had a big win the other day. Who'd they beat? Uh, they just beat Buffalo. I think it's it was a big today. win. Buffalo is pretty good. Yeah, that's that's a good one for him for sure. Also, watch out for LSU this year. LSU's been playing phenomenal basketball, yeah. um, winning by a lot. They're playing great defense, so could see LSU as emerging yeah. as potential favorites to win um, the SEC by the end of the season. So I'd definitely say watch out for them. For sure. Any other teams you guys want to mention? Or? No, nothing else no, to throw up myself. Else. All right. Well, everybody, we hope you have a good Thanksgiving. And until next time, this is Made in March.